I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Midway silly season mark of NRL Supercoach in 2022. Round 13, bye week, Origin Carnage, all the fun of that. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you want to start it again? Oh, no, not really. Let's just run with that. <laughs> Only the quality that you get on this, this podcast here. Lakey, how are you, buddy? Oh, mate, better now. <laughs> that always gives me a laugh when you fuck up from the start. You'd think it means we, we're in for a good run. You'd honestly think we'd nail this by now, but this soundboard is yeah. just playing up. Like sometimes we get static. Uh, the only thing that ever really works is the uh, "Give You Love to a Cowboy Man" clip. Maybe I should just keep that on. Bin's yeah, train song. It's almost like it's uh, a curse on us. That one. I don't know. Like, who knows what can happen? We'll have some fun with it later tonight because it is one of those weeks. Uh, it's a strange one. You know, how do you? Depends, I reckon, where you're sitting. In terms of your, if you are an overall player, where you're sitting this week in terms of how hard you're going to hit the buys. So I don't know about you, but I'm doing pretty ordinary. So I think I'm going to try and, uh, yeah, get a few weird names into my side this week. Could be a, uh, well, it's the last throw of the dice, I reckon. But what are you doing? Um, I'm not sure at the moment. I haven't had a close look at it. I've got 12 coming into this week before making trades, and I'm looking at getting Ruben Garrick in and, and, um, possibly Torhu if I can afford it, but I I don't know. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the buys, but I'm a bit uh, you know fifty fifty on on trades this week with the players we've got available to us. I have fifteen after making three trades this week. I've got one trade boost left, but I think looking at the teams that are going to feature in round seventeen that bye week, I think I'm going to use it there, and that'll set us up for the, the run home. I just don't think there's a lot of value looking around. This week, so I think teams are you know falling over themselves to get numbers in, but I don't know. Maybe it's a case to to just hold fire. I guess we'll uh, we'll get into some of those ins and outs as we go into the podcast. We we'll go through your teams analysis, anything of note that you've picked out from that. I'm actually gearing up and going to the the game Titans and Cowboys on Thursday night. I'm uh, going to sit myself on the train with a Titans fan and make my way down there. Uh, would you recommend that a Thursday night train ride? Mate, you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll sink a few frothies with Gil. Um, you'll probably sneak a couple onto the train. And Friday at work might be a bit dusty for you. But, uh, yeah, midweek games, they're hard to get to. That's battle of status right there. Sitting on an hour-long train to get down there, hour-long back. Think, like If we if we lose that game as well, I'll just walk home. But yeah. uh, it could be a long, cold night. Hopefully the rain stays away. And hopefully it stays away for the rest of the weekend as well. Things are fining up in Queensland. I hope Sydney's following suit would be nice to have some good weather as we get into this week um i don't know what you're expecting having a look at some of these matchups um obviously cowboys and titans you know, who really knows who's going to show up there cows have lost a fair few penrith uh, they're coming up against the dogs the team you'd want to play during the bye but it's a very unrecognizable panthers side 
Um, I don't know, Raiders, Roosters, that could be a good one. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Do you reckon it'll be one of those typical bye week where they're just tries overflowing everywhere or uh, a yeah, bit more grind this year? It, yeah, I think so. Like the, the best guys are obviously uh, in the origin camps. Um, you know, and they're the defensive stalwarts for the team. So I think it's a chance for the young guys to get in on the field and just throw it around and, and chance your arm, see what happens. There's nothing to lose, you know. Worst comes to worst, you lose this game, you're back in resis next week. So go out and have fun, boys. Looking forward to it. I hope uh, defence is at an absolute uh, minimum over the weekend. would love to see plenty of points from 15 boys in the side. All right, let's get into your teamless news for round 13. <laughs> Didn't have the news thing. Didn't want to press it because last week I think uh, Wenon broke it. So yep. there you go. You get the rocker. Enough You're to... the rocker of the week, Lake. He takes Thank away. <laughs> what's uh, <laughs> what's news in the team list uh, world for this week? Uh, well, obviously with the buys, we're missing um, eight eight sides to start with. So it's obvious that's killed us right from the get go. From the remaining teams, uh, Origin players are out. So you're looking obviously losing Clearies. Um. Uh, Ruben Cotter, who has really played himself into that side, he was he was never going to be left out with the form that he was in, um, unfortunately. But yeah, he's he's made it so that they Queensland had to pick him. Um, your other guys, probably a little bit less um, popular. Teddy's gone, DCE's gone, Crichton Toto, you know, half of Penrith is out. So those ones are, are really the high popularity guys that aren't going to be around this week for you know obviously but mm. we've got a couple of guys coming back in that you know could be worthwhile uh your boy matt eisenhuth is back jason he's Sub long gone comes- mate long <laughs> gone from us <laughs> good oh mate we would have pulled the pod right now if you still Do you know what i reckon he'll score like 60 or 70 this week there's a good chance he's starting that lock so he's going to be in the thick of it so mm. if he's going to put up a good score it'll be this week uh, Jason Saab's back for Manly. He was one that plenty were looking at as a uh, cheapy downgrade almost, um, thinking that he would have a decent run over the buys and then play with Turbo. And we know how good he goes with Turbo, but that's no longer to be. So whether he's worthwhile picking up. Billy Smith comes back in for the Roosters. He's out on the, on a, in the centres covering for uh, Joey Manu, who's playing fullback for Teddy. So a bit of a shuffling of the deck chairs on the Titanic there. <laughs> um, so I know plenty have held Billy Smith through to this point, hoping against hope that he would come back. And good news for you guys, he is. Otherwise, it's pretty much what you'd expect. The guys that are left in the squads aren't entirely uh, super coach relevant. Um you guys have fielded a brand new side, basically. Jason Tomalolo's back, sorry. I should mention that one because he was a big in. Many people are holding him in the um, in the front row for this round, and there was a chance he was going to miss with his knee, but he's back for now. So keep an eye on this team list as we head towards Thursday. Coach Payton reckons he's uh, looking very good at training, much better than expected. So it looks to be all systems go, and thank Christ for that because I've still got him. You did mention uh, the Cowboys' new look. So like Benny Hampton, hey? Benny Hampton, Brendan oh, Elliott in on the wing. Um, Jakey Granville yeah. on the bench. Jakey Granville on the bench. That's a big one. I did actually but, yeah. like you uh you read into Reese Robson's stats with Granville there, and they're not mm-hmm. ideal despite Granville occasionally not even making it onto the park. Just his no, mere presence right. is enough yeah. to bring him down. 
That's right. So last week, um, Reese Robson still played 80, but had his worst score since the last game that Granville featured in for the Cowboys before that. I think it was five weeks earlier. Um, but between that, Robson's playing 80 and knocking out, you know, 70 plus games. But I don't know what it is. He just you know, takes his foot off the accelerator when Granville's there. Just having a look at Big Bad Benny Hampton, 283K center wing half. Uh, he's had one trade out this week. Someone's traded him out to Shakai Mitchell. What are you doing, buddy? Reverse. You've held him. Yeah, that's you've it. held him, I assume, since round one. 350-odd have done it. And now he's he's playing. He's going to turn up. Get him back in. Shakai can wait. Jeez, <laughs> I love this stuff. The old trade-outs. Um, mate, a couple of losers. Uh, I don't know if we spoke about it, um, not just us, but some losers in the team lists. Brad Schneider, Vilea, James Schiller, and Dave mm-hmm. Feeder. Various reasons, but Schneider and Schiller on the Raiders bench. Disaster for anyone who's held on to them. By Leia, uh, what's going well, on there? Injury from reports. So mm. I did um, punch this out early and the news hadn't come through. I thought he had just been dropped for Rocco Berry, which was just awful timing. But no, apparently he's nursing an injury, so they've given him a week off to rest that up. Awful timing. Just awful timing for super coaches who have held on this long. Starting to look good as well, scoring a couple of tries. I think he had a line break tries first. Yeah, and he's got uh, a negative 20-odd break even, so he was going to keep making money on his way through. Mm. But, yeah, that's just not the week for us, unfortunately. And what did you reckon about Dave Fafita? So, theoretically, he plays this week and he's unencumbered by injury and whatever, and so he's out for two weeks. But if he was playing, would you have considered him at all? Uh, Probably not. If he was not injured... He would be playing Origin, realistically, um, mm. so he wouldn't be around anyone. Anyway. But I thought there was a bit of conjecture about that. I think he would be. I think he's just too dangerous. If they could bring him in and off the bench for around a tied forward pack, I think that would be uh, ideal for Queensland. So it would be hard to leave him out based on that. But we saw how damaging he can be. He came on for limited minutes with a busted knee, um, scored a try again from dummy half as he's been doing all this year. If he can't get decent service from the halves, he'll take it upon himself. Um, but yeah, unfortunately hurt again. So he's out for another two to three weeks, which takes him past Origin 2, I believe. And he may be selected for Origin 3, but it's it's going to be... Uh, he, he might have done his dash in Supercoach sides this year. Mm. It might not be worthwhile picking up on the run home if that knee injury is going to be lingering. Yeah, it just looks lost at sea half the time as well. There are times he scores, as you said, he's just picking up the ball from dummy half and strolling over. But outside of that, he gets very limited uh, possession out there. I actually thought he looked a lot better than he had before mm. he got that knee injury last week. But again, just, yeah, he seems washed. So best to uh, forget about him for the time being. Um, all right, so that's all the teamless rundowns. Maybe we just get into the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast and go with some of the uh, the ins and outs, the popular ins and outs. Knew that one would work. Get yeah, right. on up. <laughs> the ins and outs. This is super now coach world. Aren't you? How good. Give you love. Uh, let's go to the top 10. Uh, number one on the trading list for this week is Angus Crichton. So unsurprising, missed out on origin selection. Going to be uh, in a pretty good mood, I, I'd imagine, to score some points. But the big thing for me, and, and I owned Crichton earlier in the year, he looks so much better now, uh, mm. having been benched and you know shuffled around and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, is it safe to say Crichton may be returning to that set-and-forget keeper for the rest of the I'd year? I'd like to think so. Um, I, I'd left him out of my initial side because of uh, off-season elbow surgery and, you know, he was returning slowly 
and blah blah blah. I didn't expect that he'd be benched because of his form, and, and but I think he may have been just trying to get his fitness base under him and his confidence back and all that sort of stuff. And he, he seems to have got that now. He's looking dangerous every time he touches the ball. He's throwing offloads for tries. Um, yeah, looking looking back to what he can do. I grabbed him a couple of weeks ago, and I'm very happy to have done so because he's just getting better and better each week. How about cut price Angus Crichton, that butcher? Same side, playing at lock. Uh, we played 80 last week. I'm not sure whether that was the plan uh, because of that Suwali injury shifted Tupanua out, so Butcher stayed out for the full 80. But they shifted him between lock and edge. Uh, what are you expecting out of Butcher? And is he, if you don't have the funds for Crichton, uh, just as serviceable an option? Yeah, probably. I know you went and grabbed him last week and he would have been happy he did so. He put up a big score. But he it's very dangerous when he's got the ball in hand. Playing in the middle, so he's getting plenty of it and uh, no danger of Victor Radley stealing his spot, who's out for another, mm. what is it, six weeks? I think he's still missing. Yep, so, long term. Yeah, so it's a good, he's going to get a good run in the starting position. Um, they were starting TKO there basically when they had nobody else. Um, so Butcher, you know, um, now that everyone's back and Tupanua's back on an edge and, and Crichton's on the other edge, it looks like they got pretty much the side they'll want to be running out week to week. Hmm. Got a 69 level the week before last and then an 83 last week against mm. the Sharks. A few attacking stats in that one, boosting that up. But the Roosters look as a team collectively like they're, uh, they're coming good. into gear. Yeah, They're starting to come good. I would say we'd almost written them off at the start of the year. They were playing very much like the Bunnies. They're all at sea and looking lost. And But no, they're starting to click now. If you look at their runs, obviously the Raiders this week, Melbourne, Parramatta, Penrith. So, you know, on paper, a pretty tough run. But realistically, points are flowing this season, uh, even at, you know, those sort of top teams. Barring Penrith, of course, they seem to be the outlier. But Melbourne and Parramatta might have looked like a bit of a tough run post-origin. But, you know, they'll be hurting. They'll have uh, Storm as well, particularly. will have a lot of players out. So it could be a, a handy little stretch for those chooks. So I think, uh, would you go both Crichton and Butcher if you could or pick and stick one or the other it's something i'm looking at um i'm looking at um, butcher at the moment but it is that if the roosters have a down game then you're sort of down across the park um so it is risky but i don't see a huge issue in it both men are scoring well um 84 for Crichton last week and you would you, what did you say 83 for mm. um, butcher so they can both get points on their day i wouldn't um yeah, it, it's not the worst ploy in the world. And you only need to hold Butcher for another month or so, um, trade him out before round 17 for uh, a buy player there. Uh, let's stick with the Roosters. Joey Manu, number three on the, or number two, I should say, on the trade in t- list for this week. And he's currently owed by 24% of sides. He's had about 5,000 trades, trade ins as of the time now but um i don't know i thought he would be a little bit more popular than that maybe it's the price tag 600 has to be the price tag yeah 608 607 k um it's got to be the only reason because him at he he at fullback he knocks out tons for fun it's ridiculous how good he is at the back and you can't seem to get a gig there because of teddy but he's in your team is he not yeah so you talk me through him you you're obviously a fan what's the appeal I think he's just um, directing so much traffic out there. He's getting his hands on the ball a lot more than he has previously at centre. It's not only he can sort of be hidden away out there and he can be the last involvement, get some TC points and that kind of thing. But I know he's just taken charge. I think it was a Broncos game at Suncorp Stadium earlier in the year and then the week before that against us, like he was on, he was 
on an absolute other level. And I haven't really seen that consistently from him. And I just think having put a lot of good scores back to back, I think he's maybe just firming into that season-long keeper we've always expected him to be, but he's never quite hit there. Yeah, but I think um, the fact he's fullback this week sold it for me. He always yeah. kills it. Yeah. So I had um, a few questions on who would be fullback. I know they see Joseph Sawali as mm. their long-term fullback of the future, so I wasn't sure if they're going to move him back there. But Manu has grabbed it, and he's sensational when he's there or in the halves where he can get his hands on the ball a lot more often. But you're right. It's always been um, the fact that he's out wide and he can float in and out of games. But he was so dangerous filling in for Teddy last season that I think they've take they've sh- they've shifted their game plan a little bit to keep him involved in the attack and he's playing almost as a second fullback, um, floating a little bit and and getting involved. So he's getting bigger scores more consistently. And, um, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's a, a keeper, definitely a top five or six guy in the position this year. Yep, uh, one of those trades you shouldn't really have to think about. Uh, he's not just a flash in the pan, round 13 play, and you'll have to move him on later. I think the form he's got, uh, definite hold for the rest of the year at this stage. Um, maybe moving on to a positional one, and this hooker. Obviously, with Reuben Cotter out this week, it's a tough one. You've got Harry Grant in origin, um, Damien Cook there as well. So it's one of those positions, it's a tough one to get right and it's almost like, do, do we just forego it this week? Uh, a couple of options, Reese Robson and Vili, not Vili, Apisai Coruscant. So mm-hmm. those two guys, uh, Coro's in the Origin squad, but he'll get released. But, I mean, would you be trading those guys in just to get a hooker in your rotation this week or is just leave it? I think leave it. Um, if you've got Reese Robson because he went on that tear earlier, you're laughing. But as we, uh, Granville there sort of caps him a little bit, as we spoke about earlier. I, I don't think I'd be going after Appy. Um, he's too hot and cold for me at such a pivotal position, and he's not a guy you want long-term at the position. Someone that you, you didn't mention um, that I will throw up there is Jazz Tavanga. He is playing prop, but he does have that hooker eligibility, so you can shift him back and forth with Ruben Cotter or even mm. move him back to second row and, and grab a hooker at a later date. Um, you know, maybe a Reed Marnie for the second buy. Does Curran ruin Tavanga? Curran's back in, I think, round 14. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he's playing prop now because of the injuries they've got. They've got no AFB for a while. Uh, Matt Lodge is obviously gone. So I think it will depend on the return of Fanua Blake, which I think is six weeks. But, yeah, Tavanga seems to have a spot there. You think when Curran comes back, he'll replace Murchie in the 13. Murchie will go back to the bench or out of the side. Mm. It looks a little ugly. He got 41 last week, but that was because he went off in the last 15 with an HIA. So before that would have been primed to play 55 in that you know, crucial part of the game. So rough for him, but it's kept his price, I guess, relatively in check. So no, not a, not a bad shout, but I think he's in that category of, you know, it's creating a problem for you down the track, trying to move Correct. him on. Yeah. So I think if you've got trades, and we should have front-ended this, if you have trades this week, go hell for leather because, mm. you know, we tra- talk about never trade guns out and, you just have to bring it back in later. But 40, however many trades we had at the start of the year, I mean, I've much less than that now. But if you've saved them up, this is the time to use it. So, you know, why not a, a, one of these flash in the pan, round 13 guys? So don't mind it. But if your trades are thin like mine, uh, yeah, best to play it wisely. 
Um, Five-eighths. This one is a personal one because I need to get rid of Lachlan Ilias and, you know, he's not doing anything for me at this stage. So he was an easy trade-out target, I thought. But just who to trade him to is the, the big question. There's a very uh, shallow pool of five-eighth options this week. So much so, Lakey, that I've landed on the 10th uh, most traded in player, Jake Avarillo. Mighty Jake Avarillo, who's uh, tearing it up with he last is. week's 70 odds. absolute mm. one-week tear with 79 <laughs> points. This is the um, desperation of this season, mate. Uh, yeah, talk to, why is he going to be a terrible... What, just tell me now, why is he going to be a terrible trade-in? Why am well, I going to regret this? A, Bulldogs. B, yep. scoring. You know, but I said earlier, or in my um, article, I said um, that before his 79 this week, his previous high score was 27. So he's just not scoring points at all. But, you know, he, he'll get you a couple of points this week. He's got a negative break even... Thanks to that 79-point game, maybe he shoots up to around 350 and you can trade him on to someone else. I don't know. I'm trying to find some positives for you. I don't have it. I've just done a quick uh, calculation. So his most hit-up points in a game in his, what's that, about nine games this year is 12. So there you go. He's not a base stat magnet. He's just going to fall over as the doggies resurgence. Uh tries to get started. So there you go, whatever. He's got a negative break. Uh, Maybe he falls over the line again this week against a really depleted Panthers side. It's it's the time you want to get them is when their origin yeah, Tigers is. Tigers had them last year. Tigers ambushed them stage. last year. Mm. And uh, they're in a very similar position. They'd won a couple of games, but really struggling, and then came out and put um, got a win against a, a Panthers side missing half their starting side to origin. So does history repeat this week? Mm, could do. He Avarillo before last week actually had lost nearly two hundred thousand off his starting price. So all I see there is room to grow, Lakey. So looking yeah, forward to Avarillo. Yeah, I'm getting on. I'm getting on the front foot here. So getting while he's hot, and he'll get twenty this week. Whatever. He's a number. Uh, who else have we got here? So maybe um, let's talk about your guy, Ruben Garrick. You're bringing him in mm-hmm. this week. Without Turbo, that's obviously the big thing for Manly this yep. year. So he's going to be fullback for the rest of the season, kicking goals. Uh, at that's well, he's higher price than Joey Manu, but why are you bringing mm. him in? Just for that, he's um, proven over the last year or so that he is a keeper um, and he'll keep kicking goals in a high-scoring Manly side, who I think are underperforming at the moment, um, even without Turbo. They always seem to struggle without him, but... Um, they are still underperforming. They've got a couple of guys still to come back. Marty Tapao's back this week. Josh Schuster playing in the six as well. He's another 5-8 option for you if you wanted to go that way, even though he's been playing terribly um, and off the bench lately. But, yeah, Garrick for me, it's just the goal kicking. It gives him a solid floor. So he can go big with some attacking stats or, you know, he'll keep a 40 or 50 because of the goal kicking. Mm. Maybe, um, yeah, I agree. I think Garrick's a pretty safe play, similar to Manu, if you've got the cash to afford him. Uh, good goal-kicking centre, so can't uh, go wrong there. But a guy like Schuster, he was an interesting one because when he came back, I had my eye on him. He was easing oh, in yeah. off the bench. I had, I had him penciled in as well. Um, he lasted one week, he got hurt again, and then came yeah. back, and he's been coming off the bench. He can't get a starting spot over Andrew Davey for some reason. But maybe it is just a confidence thing. Maybe they want him to play a secondary ball playing option that he doesn't get when he's playing out wide. I just don't know what it is, but um, has the chance this week in the number six playing alongside the man he's about to steal the jersey from next year mm. in Kieran Foran. Uh, 
maybe this is the time he puts his hand up. It is an interesting one, hey, because that whole 5-8 saga is forced for and out, as you said. So, you know, if he's ever going to put his hand up and you know, put on a performance similar to last year, it'll be here. But a, a couple of things going against him for Supercoach anyway, obviously that 20 last week off the bench, mm. awful. Uh, he was very ordinary in that one. But, uh, you know, does he revert back to that bench role after this week still? Like, that's the big question mark. And then he yeah, becomes yeah. a bit of a, a you know, a, a barnacle on your side. But... Yeah, a guy that's got 120-odd break-even, yeah, it's a very, or 113, I don't know, the risky play, would you be advising against it? Uh, I don't know if I'd be advising against it. It is a big ball-to-the-wall play. Mm. Um, the hope is that he comes out this weekend and com- completely kills it and you know, forces Hazlitt to play him back on an edge instead of Davey, but you just don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Maybe Hazlitt likes him in that sort of secondary utility role. Mm. But if he starts to kill it like he did last year and really putting points on the board, um, 477K, that's a bargain, even if he does drop a few more dollars um, before he starts going back up again. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. I reckon it's one of those, I won't go near him just for the uh, break even and all that sort of stuff, and he just hasn't looked good. But it's one of those rounds where points will just pile on. So I reckon two tries, line break, he'll score 80 plus. And yeah, we won't have him. And we'll kick ourselves for if the the Warriors went down to the Knights last week. If we can beat them, imagine what Manly's going to do to them. Oh, mate, you're actually at that game, weren't you? Good day. No, no, I was at um, the AFL, unfortunately. Oh, gee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, my. um, Had an uncle up from Melbourne who was big into the Lions, so wanted to go up with me. I went in for a free ticket and some beers. You missed out on seeing one of the Knights' very few or rare wins of the season. Wasn't that first in eight weeks or something like that? No, we won against the Bulldogs at Magic Round, but um, before that, it was about eight weeks. So it's been a long time between drinks, yeah. Forgot all about that uh, Magic Round debacle on Friday night, but there you go. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break, Lake, and come back into some of the trade-outs. There's a lot of crazy moves getting made. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. No, nah, I don't like that. It's not as ampy. Do you want this one? Yeah. Get it fired up. Getting fired up for some rage trades here. Let's start at the bottom of the top 10. Nico Hines and Talakai. Uh, they're getting booted, mate. What do you reckon about that? Cash? Well, in Talakai's case, you know, not great, but he did turn it around somewhat last week. Yeah, he had a 60-something last week, which is, you know, awesome in this the center wing, if he can keep that up, 
Um, you know, that's a big play in the center wing week to week, but has to be cash. People just flipping guys who aren't playing this week, surely trying to get some extra numbers. Because mm. you'll be you'll be trying to get those guys back in before too long, especially yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you think ahead to round 17, just as important as this round, if not more, to set yourself up for the run home. Um, yeah, Hines just and on that to say, mm. Hines, if, if things go on the way it's going, he won't be playing in round 17 because he's the 18th man for New South Wales at the moment. Um, and those guys aren't being released by the looks of things. It's a fair point, but I thought last year, and, and weird that Queensland haven't done it with Tommy Deard and who's playing, well, should have been playing this this round, but I thought last year they gave that 18th man spot to players who weren't playing or didn't have their club sides playing. So I'm wondering if no, that's just well, a- um, I, I had a question about this and I went and looked it back up. Reed Marnie was 18th man for Origin 1 last year, got released back to his club in round 13 and hurt himself. He was out for five weeks. So it effectively ruined his origin campaign and means Queensland was down in uh, a hooker. So Mm. I'm just wondering if they've gone, oh, Jesus, let's not do that again, and they've tightened it up a little bit. So they'll keep the 18th man but release the extended reserves. Yeah, be a a wait and see. But for the 788k years, I mean, he'll fund some decent upgrades and, you know, Joey Martin and those sort of guys if you don't have the funds elsewhere. But... You just got them. I mean, there's enough plotters and mid ranges out there that have clogged up our sides for long enough. I think we can find someone other than Hines to get rid of. Uh, maybe just on Talakai. So he turned it around somewhat last week, still not back to his best, but uh, a guy that'll play in round 17 mm-hmm. and yeah, hopefully tear it up. But I don't know, maybe it's a confidence thing. He did have a couple of breaks last week and, and looked better. It's first good game for quite a while. Uh, yeah. Just as he's turning the corner, people are binning him. Just on yeah. 1,400 at this stage. So strange or can you see the merit? I don't see the merit. He's a guy, especially available at centre wing. Um, mm. He's a keeper. Um, and he's going to be a guy that you want for the run home, I believe. So even when he was having his down weeks, he was still scoring 40s. Um, so as a floor for a centre wing, that's sensational. And we know what his ceiling is. Uh, I just don't see the the point in trading him out. I know he's ridiculously priced and he's got a big break even and it's dropping and blah, 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 blah. Um, but you're just going to be breaking your side to try and get him back in it's next time he has a big game. People are trading at Harry Grant. Saw that. He was in the, the list on my uh, okay. team of players. People are trading out. Is that a strange one as well? I think we just talked about the hooking options not being ideal, but uh, Harry Grant, during Origin, maybe there's some... And he's currently say, yeah, he's he's carrying some sort of injury. Obviously, missed last week, so maybe people are worried about how he's going to back up from Origin. Mm. He will miss this week, for, so it's two in a row. Does he get rested next week after a big Origin uh, on the Wednesday night? Um, yeah, it could be just that he's going to miss too many games in a row, get some rest, be on shortened minutes and stuff like that. It is a risky one, but I can see the merit in it. Um, especially the guy that's that's going to be playing, you'd think, pretty decent minutes um, f- for the Maroons in a real – against a big pack that New South Wales mm. is named. He's going to get bashed around. So, um, yeah, there's a good chance he probably gets a rest. Melbourne are still up in the top two or three teams in the competition at the moment, so they could probably afford to rest their origin guys after the after the games. Particularly having Brandon Smith there as well. To yeah, back up, absolutely. it's not like they lose much. Yep. Well, not the, the 
not maybe not the case this year given how Smith's been playing, but uh, a guy like Harry Grant, as you said, rest candidate. So I don't mind that. I think uh, as long as you know that you're going to have to bring Grant back in at some stage because he is cut above the rest in terms of hookers in Supercoach. Um, Blake Taff, this is a, an interesting one. Uh, obviously, back to the bench last week killed him. Uh, I think he got 19 points or something like that, came on at the end and kicked some goals, but not much else. Uh, Taff, is he just done? I don't know. Yeah, don't... get rid of him. Yeah, he was okay. only worthwhile while Latrell was about. I think Latrell's due back soon-ish mm. anyway. Um, and if he can't get a starting gig over Cody Nicarima, then there's no hope for him. Just get rid of him. Now, uh, I think same as Josh King. So with Tui Kamikamika coming back into the side, uh, I think it's eaten into King's output a bit in minutes. Kami made it back onto the starting side last week. Uh, and, and King's just back to 50-odd minutes, not doing a hell of a lot out there. I think he's done his dash, 463K. Yeah. He's, he's done his job. You got him in as a cheapie, and he's earned 300K, 200-and-something K. So mm. uh, you, he's made more than enough, probably more than most people were expecting. Um, and you can trade him to a, a Torhu or something like that this week and get an extra number. So it, he's done exactly what you wanted him to. Lachlan Ilias probably hasn't done exactly what we wanted him to, he's but he's made nothing 121 like what you wanted him to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've played him at all this year, despite I think he's been nearly every game uh, he has. So, you go. Uh, top score of 55 mm-hmm. in those 12 games, so absolutely not setting the world on fire. So, yeah, he's made a reasonable amount of cash, but longer term, even for round 17, uh, I don't see much value in him. Nah. Disagree? No, nah, don't disagree at all. Come to Alungi, same deal. People are same getting rid deal. of him. Yep, he's on the uh, bench now too, which is limiting his minutes, so it's making him drop cash. Chrissy Randall, uh, still twenty percent owned. He's fourth or fifth most traded out. Can't see anything wrong with that. I can't see anything wrong with that. I think the only reason people are holding is because uh, Hook is such. Uh, you know, there's no options there, and you got bigger problems elsewhere. So he's just sort of surviving um, by default, really. Hmm. A couple of origin guys as well. Uh, number six, Jai Arrow, and number eight, Tony Stagg. So for me, I, I don't mind that. Uh, they're both in the origin sides. They'll uh, play, you'd imagine, in round 17, so for their, for their respective so- origin well, sides. Arrow's so. in the extended reserve, so if the things stay the way they are, then he should be released. Well, I think he's 17th. Oh, there you go. Well, that changes everything. So Jai Arrow, keep him around. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. But at uh, 460-odd K, I think uh, he's got a bit more value to, to be made there. And I thought he's looked okay at times. Maybe the poll, mm. if he doesn't make that origin uh, side in 17, will come out with a point to prove. But I think if you can find someone else to trade out, uh, then potentially. I thought he was in the 17, but there you go. Poor old Jai. And Katoni, I think, uh, yeah, he's done well to get up that Blues call up. And the Broncos are a pretty red-hot team at the moment. So, mm. yep. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to miss a few weeks, but is he uh, looking like a gun at centre wing or is he just no, one of those inconsistent I, rocks and diamonds? Yeah, the latter, I think. Um, he's made a bunch of cash from the start of the season, so maybe if you can trade him to a keeper, to a Ruben Garrick or a Joey Manu, you're laughing. Um, he's not going to be playing round 17 either. He'll be in the origin side, barring a miraculous comeback from Luttrell and Turbo. Um so he can probably be moved on now and, and not worry about it. No. 
Um, all right, just to sum all that up, maybe we'll look at uh, some of the cheapies for this week. And I'm really looking forward to Phil's article this week on the site because it looks like a pretty shallow pool at this stage. If you look down, the, the number one or the cheapest player that you can find this week that's actually playing is the new Penrith uh, halfback, old mate Fallsy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're talking about absolute nuffs in future, he's halfback only, very unlikely to actually play for Penrith beyond this round, you'd imagine, unless they rest. You wouldn't think so, because, as say, even if one of Luai or uh, Cleary get hurt, touch wood, then Sean O'Sullivan's next man up. So, Falls is down the pecking order. It's very much a one-week enough play. Um, And I don't know if you want to do that in such a pivotal position. The halves score so well this year. Uh, Halfback only, you're taking up a spot that could be taken up by Cleary or Hines. And so, it's just... Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for me. I wouldn't be going there myself. Again, if you're flush with trades, why not? Because who knows, he might bang out a 50 and you don't have to worry about him for the time being. But yeah, again, just not a lot of options there. Some of those manly guys from earlier in the year, they uh, sort of went on their run too early, cooler, and uh, Tui Pilotu. So they're yep. obviously mid-rangers now. So there's no one really just Sar- casting Big Sarvi, do you reckon? No. <laughs> <laughs> 237k. He does have a break, a low break even of 24, but there's been times he hasn't hit that either. Um, other guys, you got the Raiders, Xavier Savage, who's 226k with a negative break even, and Zach Wolford. He's still low 200s in the hooking position, but uh, weird, actually last Starling. last week he got 55 and um, Starling got 25 off the bench. Yeah, so it's usually the other way around. So I don't know what that was, whether they're just uh, mixing it up to get more juice in his legs or something like that. But uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, change of tack from Big Ricky. But yeah, I mean, as you said, not not a lot doing here. Mighty Cohen Hess, 324k, <laughs> could do worse. Hey, Oh, there you go. How about big Rob Jennings, uh, 229K? Am I thinking of the right Jennings? This guy was weirdly like 650K back when that was a really big deal to start a year. He had some insane price tag because the season before he'd fallen over for like 20 tries in the bunny side. Yeah, you might be right. I I think that is him. Yeah, he made the move across to Penrith uh, last season, I believe. But yeah, he he went on a try-scoring run for a while with the bunnies and did get up quite highly but now he does you can't even make the side <laughs> no so again like again, it's a one-week and- play these guys are all one-week plays if, if you're that desperate and you've got the trades up your sleeve you know go for it but you're only going for the points this week you're not making any money or anything like that it's it's not a long-term play barring injuries of course but um let's hope that doesn't happen one I don't know that we've mentioned, but Drew Hutchison, 198K. He set up a try last week early on for Tupo, the first one, and managed to get a 49. But beyond that, he's basically a super coach graveyard, the way he's uh, where he's currently playing at the moment. So despite the price tag, despite the good score last week, stay away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Connor Watson starts off the bench weirdly, but then comes on and plays the majority of the minutes. So, you know, Hutchison's not a play. He's got a lot of trade-ins this week. A lot of people trying to find some cash. So there you yep. go. You know what, mate? He'll come out and, and put four tries on. So don't you worry. <laughs> um, the Hammer. Talk about a somewhat fall from grace here, but he's been still hampered by that knee injury that saw him miss a few games at the start of the year. Parked on the on the wing, but he moves to centre this week. Uh, coming out of the origin camp could give him some confidence, but 
at this stage, he just doesn't get involved enough. And I, I don't know, there's nothing really, despite the price tag, looking pretty handy that would inspire me to pick him up, despite loving my cowboy man. There you go. You're the cowboy man, so I'll trust your word on it. He was someone I was looking at. His last two games with 64 minutes and 80 minutes, he scored 12 and 22, um, but they were against Melbourne and Penrith. So, you know, he's got a bit of an easier run coming up. Titans this week, Dragons, Manly, uh, and Broncos, who are on a hot streak as well. But, yeah, you're right. Um, he's very attacking stat reliant, and he's just not been getting those. Impromptu segment here, Lakey. <laughs> Oh, did you see that? Did you know how to, oh, oh, there you go. I've stuffed it up again. That? Did you know that we had a, a record set last week? Supercoach record. The first player to ever put two back-to-back negative scores on. You just got did me thinking really? about Got me thinking about uh, when you talked about Hammer being ordinary in so many minutes. Will Kennedy played 80 minutes last week and scored negative two. And the week before that was obviously the uh, the send-off um, against the Warriors, so I uh, think he had negative 10. So yeah. someone went through the, the annals, the Supercoach annals history, and, uh, yeah, first player ever to do that in one or in two games in a row. Wow. The other player to do that during one season was Dale Copley back in 2016. Uh, I think he went off injured in one of those games, but uh, there you go. Set in Supercoach records, the mighty Will Kennedy. Uh, weird fall from grace because I thought he was pretty damn good last year. So how do you yeah. like I would like to think you or I going out onto a rugby league field, playing 80 minutes, we'd get obviously the shit beaten out of us, but we could yeah. at least put on a couple of points. You know, well, or something yeah, you'd like to ball. think so, but, you know, you get a point for a hit up and then you drop the ball because you get smashed, so you lose two points there. Um, and then probably cry or hug, hug mm. someone too long and get a penalty. So I think we're, we're <laughs> probably close to a negative as well. I just want to be that second man into the tackle. You know, the super coach, yeah. they score it that way. So you just come and put some hands on the player and that's it. That's all you need yep. to do. You don't need to do any of the hard work. Other players will do it for you. But there you go. Will Kennedy, record. Yeah, that's center. crazy. I didn't realize that. Well done. No, I thought it was a typo. I'm looking at it like, did Kennedy get injured? Did he get simbined again? What's going on? There you go. 80 minutes and negative two. So uh, hilarious. Uh, what else we got here? Charlie Staines. <laughs> there you go. People are bringing Staines back in. I think the... Th- Ah, there you go. Well, you know, we talk about you know, one and dones. He's a round 13 player and, you know, the type of guy that, you know, you know, he can score well on his day, but the day is very few and far between. So uh, a brave play, I, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's very uh, – do we think he's going to get some super um, service with, you know, Falls and Sean O'Sullivan and the halves as opposed to the Clearies and Luis who couldn't get him scoring previously? Um, just, I don't be fair. To be fair, as a Luai owner, Jerome Luai at the start of the year was sharing the role, the half role with O'Sullivan, and O'Sullivan was the like lead playmaker out there. Just goes to show how well my season actually didn't start off too badly, but that sort of stuff there is just nightmare fuel. But I reckon O'Sullivan puts him over for three tries this week. There you go. It's that, that type of round. I think the theme looking through this list, Lakey, is that round 13 might not be the week to target some players. Might just be hold fire and go for 17. Yeah, I, I sort of mentioned that at the start of the pod. Uh, there's a couple of guys I am looking at, but if I can't, you know, scrounge up the funds, um, you know, some decent trade-ins, I'm, I'm just going to let them fall by the wayside because it's not worth breaking your team to get guys in just for this one week who are going to become an uh, a anchor for your side over the next couple of weeks. You're not going to be able to get them back out. They're not going to do anything. You're not going to play them not making money 
it, it's a weird round, but I think 17 is the week two target for the, um, you know, you've got the Eels, you've got some, some better scoring sides. You've got Zach Lomax at the Dragons, Broncos have got some decent players, Sharks have got plenty of them. So, yeah, that is the better round to target, surely. Mm. Just to round it off, one other guy I'd, I'd seen, I should have given him a little more airtime than I did, but AJ Brimson, a couple of weeks in a row now, he's played uh, okay at the Titans. Not uh, you know AJ of old, but 72 last week against the Broncos, a pretty handy try. In try scoring form, scored a couple in his last few games. And uh, I don't know, for me, he's a, one of those guys. He could, it's going to be a weird game this week. So I can see him scoring pretty well, but uh, 470K, it's not the worst price in the world for a guy of relatively good. It's, not, coach it's not at all. Um, you look at his games this year and the games he struggled against uh, have been against the tougher opposition. He scored a 49 against Penrith and a 19 against uh, the Roosters when they got completely towed up. But the last three weeks, Dragons, you know, put 52 on the Sharks. So he's at AE 52 and 72 in his last three weeks. Playing against your boys with half the team missing um, and then South who have been struggling. It's not a bad play. I don't mind that one. Tell you what, though, four people have traded him out. Jackson Hastings, Daniel Tupo, Ezra Mam. Someone's traded him out to Luke Keary. So, I mean, at least he's actually playing this week. But yep. some strange stuff going on in round 13. Yeah. It's like a few people a little bit batty. Um, all right. Let, how about we round this one out? And this is a tough little segment here, but captains and vices. So, you're the uh, former captains guru of the site here. So, I'm going to rely on you. But what are you doing? This is the loophole week. As we all know, you can get two bites of the cherry, assuming you don't have more than 17 players in your side. So, this week, uh, yeah, get two shots at it. But it's a tough one. I'm it having a look around is. my side. I don't know who to go. I would say, obviously, you want to target the earlier games, but, you know, the Titans versus Cowboys, with the Cotters and that out, you don't have a lot of options in those sides that realistically you'd have. If you did grab an AJ Brimson, I could see you know whacking it on him, or Scotty Drinkwater would be a good play for a vice-captaincy on the Thursday night. Um Otherwise, possibly the Panthers' young guns of um, mm. of May and Tago would be the way and hope they fall over for a couple of tries. Those are the vice-captaincy options for mine, the best of them. Um, captaincy, we've got a couple of good options. You know, back end of the week, you got Torhu for the Warriors, Guacamole, um, Angus, who we spoke about earlier, and that Butcher. So it, it's... It is a weird weekend, but I think it is set up well for a vice-captaincy shot um, with some safe captaincy options at the back end. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think got to go center wing or someone like that, as you said, yeah. like a Penrith player that can fall over the line. And if they don't, you know, whatever, you move on. And I don't know, a guy like, that I've got here currently is Joey Manu. So I've captained yeah. him, fullback against Raiders, hopefully dry track in the afternoon. Could be That's good right. The fullback is a great play with him. He, As we said earlier, he, he puts on big scores from the back. I don't have the stats in front of me, but just go look at it. The, the games he played fullback last year, he absolutely killed it. Um, playing against the Raiders, who have been known to leak some points. They're playing better at the moment, but it's been a bit of a tough season for them, and the Roosters are coming good. I think Manu's in for a big game. Hmm. Certainly hope so, mate. Uh, 77 last week, pretty handy, but hoping for a big, big ton to round out round 13. Uh, before we go, what are you doing? What's your first move next week? Uh, I know this this bye week's a weird one. We uh, bring some players in and shuffle some things around, but it's almost like we get back to work and do the cleanup in yeah. round 14. So what are you uh, 
early predictions. What are you looking at doing next week? Are you I think on? I'll be looking to clear some dead wood um, and create mm-hmm. a bit of a war chest to target some of the guns for round 17. So looking to get rid of the the toolers, the Tui Pilotus, those sorts of guys that I've been carrying this long just to play in round 13. Do you know who I've been carrying around this whole time? Uh, it's absolutely uh, 510K. The big bad Petahiku. Still sitting yep. in my side there. Uh, 38 last week against Penrith in where we didn't score any points. But I'll tell you what, this guy has season-long keeper written all over him. Thoughts? He's been playing pretty well. I went back and had a look at some of his scores lately. And before the Panthers game, what do you have, 70-odd the week before? He's... he's um. He's, he's doing very well in a, a very good side at the moment. I know you'll love to hear that, but you guys are playing very good footy and, you know, Hiku's getting involved in that. So it wouldn't be the worst idea to hold him. Tell you what, watching at Magic Round, I was in the stands and I see this beautiful cutout ball to the uh, the winger from, I, th- I thought, Val. And then I looked closer and I'm going, it's Peter Hiku's come in off his own edge to link up in this backline shift and throw the final ball. Like, absolute, absolute scenes. And you all laughed when I still kept him around. Giddy on up. Looking forward to this week, Lakey. Uh, we'll get to see one game in person. Hopefully it's a good one. A few. Uh, I assume your, your illness is all behind you and you're just looking to get out and about. Yeah, for the most part. I'm sort of back on my feet now. I've still got a cough hanging around, but otherwise I'm pretty good. Any final jokes, mate? I haven't prepared any, but got any for no, pop before we go? Mate, of course. the biggest joke at the moment is my Supercoach side and how they're going. So it's um, I'm looking to turn that around, starting this week with some solid players. You're a cat, mate. You're a cat and you're not brave enough to share your own jokes because you know I'll tear you down. But there you go. It's a hard gig, mate, but I'll be back in with force next week. Oh, I can't real cracking ones. I know Baz has been hanging that. out for it, so... There he is. There he is. He's waited all the way to the end and I don't have any material. So sorry, Baz. It's going to be next week. You get the uh, JT joke train back on track. Good to chat to you, Lakey. You're sounding better and all the best for your Supercoach side this round. And for you. Thank you very much. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.